The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they're fun. And who couldn't use a little fun right now? The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. This much we know. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use. Some of us will and some of us won't. But we could actually use them to draw closer to the Lord and reflect Jesus Christ more and more. What an idea. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Same reason. I'm still paying the bills. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. And more. And more. He must increase dot org. He must increase dot org. Email David at he must increase dot org. Facebook. He must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, let's try that again. <laughs> Here we go. We'll do it right at this side. Your phone calls and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 1,800 seconds and then 3,600 seconds after that. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through the process of knowing that we're supposed to walk hand in hand with the Lord from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, all through the day, all through the night, in fact, all of our lives. And so that's what we're trying to encourage is drawing in, drawing closer, more of the Lord in our lives. That's what we want to do. We're brothers and sisters gathering in a fellowship on the radio. It's not your church. It's not your, you know, this isn't the place where I'm not your pastor. I'm your big brother, but I'm also the guy that throws things at you at Thanksgiving dinner. So think of it in those terms. You might have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. You might have a praise report. You might have a prayer request that we can pray for you collectively live on the air. We love to do that. We've gotten a lot of wonderful answers, and we get a lot of great praise reports from those great answers. It's fantastic. The way that you get in touch with us is you call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And when you call, you get to talk to Terrific T. But not a lot longer. I'm just going to say that. You got to be careful. Uh, also, you can text 214 210 8483. That's 214 210 8483. 
Or you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. We will direct you just briefly, and then we have Sergio, I think, who's on hold. We will direct you briefly to the website. Why? It's a place to give. It's a place to get the book. Plus, you can get uh, the battle plans or the actual uh, plans for a battle star. (laughs) Don't ask. All right. You just got to go to hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okie dokie, artichokey, theological term. Now we have Sergio that is on the phone, so we want to put him through real quickly. Here we go. I'm leaning over. I'm leaning over to get Sergio on the phone. This is David. Is this my brother, Sergio? Yes, David. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? Good, good. Hey, I I, I just got one quick question. Sure. And um, and, and um, here it goes. So, um, full disclosure, I haven't read the Bible, the, the whole Bible, right? I haven't read it from from beginning to end, but I have read excerpts. Okay. So, I, I know that the very first sentence says "in the beginning." Right. So, David, here's here's where I'm trying to get my head around the whole thing. So. Adam and Eve were the first people, and, and Eden was the first area. Where, where do, like, cavemen, dinosaurs, the, yep. the, the yep. pyramids of Egypt and, and the Central American, uh, uh, you know, civilizations, where do all they, where do all those things, where do they all fit into the process, right? You there? Hello? Sergio? Hello? <laughs> he he may have disappeared. Hello? Hello? Uh, he disappeared. We'll give him a chance to call back, and we're going to do our best to answer that question, although there's like 10 questions in there, so we'll try and pick it up uh, one piece at a time, and let's see if he can give a call back, and we'll we'll try to respond to that. If we can't get him in this segment, we'll let him come on in the next segment. We'll do the best that we can. That's what we always do. And you know what? It's live radio. That's what we love. We never know what's going to happen. That's the fun part, isn't it? Okay. All right. Let me do this real quickly. We'll get into our teaching. If Sergio calls back, he can hang on for a little bit. We are in the book of Hebrews. Uh, I will be answering his question, but I want to have him make sure he's able to hear it. Uh, we're in the book of Hebrews, and then we're in Hebrews chapter 1. Are we in chapter 1? Nope. We're in chapter 2. That's where I'm at. And here we're picking it up from verse 7. It says, You made him lower than the angels for a short time. You crowned him with glory and honor and subjected everything under his feet. Okay, cool. For in subjecting everything to him, he left nothing that is not subjected to him. But as it is, we do not yet see everything subjected to him, but we we do see Jesus. This is uh, theologically just full of great information. First of all, once Jesus went through the sacrifice, and we'll make it as clear as we can, Jesus Christ is the only person who did not sin. The penalty of sin was, is, and was death. Okay? That's what it is. You, you sin, you die. That's why everybody dies. Here's the problem. Jesus didn't sin. So he shouldn't have died. So his dying meant that he had to be uh, recompensated or he had to have a compensation for the fact that he did die when he wasn't supposed to die, right? That's the whole point. And so from a 
practical point of view, Jesus got the bad end of the deal because he didn't sin, but he died, so he sued. (laughs) And in suing, he said, everybody that believes in me, I want them to have my righteous life, and then I'll just take what they gave me. And so the father said, okay, that's a good lawsuit. That's a good uh, process. We'll say yes to that. So everybody who accepts Jesus Christ gets that righteousness of Jesus Christ that Jesus had, but that was denied him because he still died and he shouldn't have died. So what we understand is that when Jesus died and rose again, he obtained all authority in heaven on earth. That's Matthew chapter 28, verses 18, 19, and 20. This is really important. So Jesus says, all authority in heaven and earth is given to me. Go, therefore. Jesus has all the authority. That is his position. But what you and I need to understand is he has not pulled the lever on all of the use of that authority in the context that he's still giving time for mankind to get saved for generations of generations of people that have promised that their offspring would be saved. He's still giving that time. And so you see this passage. It says, subject, everything is to him. There is nothing left that's not subject to him. But as it is, we do not see that yet. And the reason we don't see that yet is because he has not fully redeemed the fullness of his recompense, his lawsuit that he deserved. And so in that process, you understand now why it's the kingdom now and the kingdom later. This is how you know the full redemption hasn't taken place. Just so you know, when I'm saying him using all the cards, so to speak, death still occurs. When death stops occurring, Jesus has cashed in all the chips. That's how you know that the kingdom is now and is yet to come because there comes a point where there is no more death. There is no more any of those things. They all stop. And so this is the tension between the kingdom now and the kingdom later. Jesus brought the kingdom when he brought the gospel to the poor, when he was healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out spirits, blind people were seeing. I mean, it was just an amazing a catapult of the kingdom of God emerging, uh, just emerging on the scene of humanity. And that part of the kingdom still advances. At some point, Jesus cashes in all the chips, and it's all over. That's the fullness of it. That's when everything is subjected to him, get this, including death which we find out in Revelation and in Corinthians and in Romans, is going to be the last thing that's subjected to him. So in between now and then, he's advancing his kingdom person by person, gospel proclamation by gospel proclamation, here a little, there a little, in the lives of his children, and continuing to grow his family before the bell rings and the time is up. There's something really important that people seem to miss quite a bit, and that's when Jesus did his presentation in Luke chapter, I think it's chapter 4, where he read from Isaiah. He didn't read the last line about the final judgment that's coming from God, and that's because that time has not yet emerged, but it is in route. And when that emerges, all those separations, sheep and goat and everything else are all going to happen And those whose names are found in the book of life will go into eternity with God. And those who are not will not. That's why you have to make the decision 
to say, yes, I surrender to Jesus. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, reach down and see you. The David Spoon Experience is now run by He Must Increase Ministry. What this means is that we are no longer operating as a regular business, but as a nonprofit ministry that is devoted to increasing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Bible believers, the wounded and forgotten believers, and the not yet believers through biblical truths. We are funded by listeners like yourselves and ministry partners that want to provide sponsorships for the show. Your donations are 100% tax deductible. And the great news is, if you donate to our ministry and help us advance the kingdom of God, we won't give you a thing. That's right, you'll get no special prize or gimmick. You won't ever get an anointed Bible or penny in acrylic so that you're never penniless or a guarantee that you'll become rich just because you gave. Your giving will support our unique idea of biblical encouragement. And what you'll receive is a receipt for your giving at the end of the year. It's all about sowing and reaping. Cast your bread upon the water and it will return to you. And if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. But you'll be laying up treasures in heaven. And that's the most excellent place to receive the best return for the longest time on your investment. What happens if you don't give? Nothing except more commercials like this one. Let's spare everyone from more commercials like this one. Go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. And give if you're led to and if you're able to. Let's keep the show going and help increase its time and reach. You must like this show a little bit because, after all, you're hearing this commercial, right? Thank you. A big portion of being guided is asking, prayer, when you're praying with people, fellowship amongst other people can lead you to guidance. It's happened on more than one occasion for me. Counsel is obviously very good, both spiritual and not necessarily biblical. Also, practical counsel is good. Circumstances often speak to us and give us guidance. Open doors or, for that fact, closed doors. We know his word gives us guidance. We know in 2 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14, Paul said that he used peace of mind as an aspect of guidance. These are all the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us is, of course, the number one element for guidance is to be led by the Spirit, right? These are all hugely important. The David Spoon Experience on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here comes your first Bible trivia question. It's pretty tough. Well, it's not that tough. All right, complete the eighth beatitude. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for... Okay. 
That's the eighth, eighth beatitude. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for, and then you got to finish. Okay? If you think you know the answer to that, you can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. You get a chance to say hi to Terrific T. Don't miss that opportunity. Plus, you can text in 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can send us an email, david at he must org. Somebody is calling in. I don't know if it's going to be Sergio on the return or it would be somebody else. So we're going to do a little bit more delaying today. Uh, I'll, I'll explain that more in the up-and-coming segment that's uh, going to be taking place. But is somebody ready to answer a trivia? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello? Yes, this is Ernest. Hi, Ernest. How are you? How you doing? Okay, we're having phone problems today, perhaps. Hello? Ernest, can you hear me? No. Okay, well, we'll just try it again. (laughs) Don't you love live radio, though? That's fun. That's what I'm saying. This is what I I know you think is crazy. It's like chaotic, but you always find out that the Lord weaves something through the whole thing. So, yeah, that's cool. All right. In the meantime, we're going to do some DNA. This is important DNA. Remember, this is not everybody's DNA. This is not the perfect DNA. This is just what we use on the show. It's kind of fun. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. You okay there? Okay, and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words, and then A, always be ready to serve. To serve. You're always ready to serve, which means that you are conscious or aware of other people. It's not just your universe, but you're also sensitive to the Lord, so that if the Lord wants to use you to be a blessing or to touch people, that will be available for you to participate in. There's nothing cooler than being in a partnership with God. Period. That's just as simple as it gets. So we'll leave that there. So we have our trivia question on the board. People getting getting the responses are coming in on the text. We do have somebody who's calling in, but I don't know if the phone's working or not. Uh, the trivia question is complete the eighth beatitude. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for – are we ready this time? All right. We think we're ready. Here we go. Okay. This is David. Who am I talking to? Shabbat Shalom, David. It's Samson. Hi, Samson. How are you, brother? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's great to hear your voice. Yes. Okay, my good hey, friend. How about the trivia? You got my text? What? Yes, I did, and I appreciate that. And what we'll do oh. next week is we'll talk with the audience. We'll just have you come on for a few minutes and just share with the audience and tell them what's going oh, okay. on and how you're going to utilize the funds. But he did get the funds, so that's a good thing. Okay. All right, all right. Do me a favor and give me a quick answer to the trivia question. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. For theirs? Be the kingdom of heaven. That is correct, Amanda! That's right. You can't stop it. You can't keep a good man down. Seven times he falls, seven times he gets back up. Good job, bro. And then next week we'll have you call in and we'll have you talk about uh, the funds and how we're going to be, how they're going to be utilized. Good. Okay? Very good. All right, my brother. Good. Okay. All right. God bless you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Okay. The good news is the phone worked. That's that's the first thing. <laughs> see, see, you got to take what you can. Right? If life gives you lemons, you don't make lemonade because lemonade's not as good as lemon meringue pie. What's the matter with you guys? Come on, no more Eeyore stuff. Okay. Uh, let's finish this up. This is really very powerful. In subjecting subjecting everything to himself, he left nothing that is not subject to him. But as it is, we do not yet see it all subjected to him. But we do see Jesus made lower than the angels for a short time so that by God's grace, he might taste death for everyone, crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. The key in this text is understanding that the fact that Jesus died on that cross for you and I, that we have that opportunity to have a right relationship with God, the key to that text is all of that taking place through Jesus happens because of grace. So you can understand the difference. Grace is unmerited favor. You cannot deserve it or earn it. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve, which is usually judgment. If they don't execute judgment, they've had mercy on you. That's the difference between the two. So let's just understand what's being offered and what the real check is. And we've talked about this before, and I think the illustration is really good. If you understand that God is a white cloth, and people are like, well, I have sin, but it's not that bad. God's white cloth has no stain on it. So even if you put just a little bit of a stain from your sin, you've ruined the cloth. It's no longer a white cloth. It's no longer perfect. You can't be hanging out with God for eternity, having sinfulness in your life. It's just not going to work. Here's what the scripture says. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I'm not an expert in numerology, and I'm not an expert as a mathematician. But I can calculate that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God means everybody has sinned. <laughs> Is that a big theological conclusion? All have sinned. How many? All. How many? All. How many? All. Well, what's the wages of sin, Dave? Death. The penalty for sinning is dying. You sin, you die. Bing. That's it. Romans 6.23. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. By surrendering to Jesus Christ, acknowledging that Jesus is the Lord, acknowledging that he died on the cross, he was buried, and three days later he rose again, and that he's coming back, acknowledging the truth about the gospel, that Jesus Christ is the sacrifice that God poured out for you and me so that we can be in peace with God and right relationship with God. By doing that, there is a free gift that's given unto you, wow, all you got to do is surrender and receive. All you, People are like, well, you have to do this. You have to do this. No, not every. Some people save by fear, others by compassion. There's no one line. The line in is Jesus Christ. Romans 5, 8, God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God did all of this for us by grace because he loves us and he's trying to help us. The whole world is going to hell because of rebellion. Jesus Christ is the lifeboat that you got to jump on not to go. That's that's as simple as you can make it. And Romans 10, 9 through 10 says this, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Do you have to be a theologian to be saved? Nope. 
Do you have to read every – Sergio was just asking us. I have read some of the Bible, not all of it. Does he have to read all the Bible to get saved? Nope. In fact, there's some people that get saved that never read anything in the Bible. But if they have a genuine faith that Jesus Christ is Lord and they declare that with their mouth and believe in their heart that God has raised him from the dead, salvation is theirs. And you're thinking, no, it's just got to be more. Now, see, that's the problem right there. We as people always think, yeah, you got to add something to that. That's too easy. That's like Jiffy Pop. You just fire it up, put the thing on there. It pops up, doom, done. No, we're the ones who are complicating things, not God. And John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. If you have not said yes to Jesus Christ in some kind of public proclamation, it is now that the Lord requires that from you. And you think, well, I'll just wait till I die. No, it won't happen that way. People search for repentance and seek to do that, and it doesn't happen that way. You have a window that God gives you to say yes and if you shut the window on the Lord, you've shut the window on the Lord. You know when you shut a window down, nothing comes in. It's kind of like the bugs go banging off it, the birds go banging off it, right? So your opportunity to say yes is now. And you're thinking, are you telling me that I won't have an opportunity tomorrow? No, but I don't know that you will, and neither do you. So why would you do that? So here's the bottom line to the process. The grace of God offers Jesus Christ. The whole text is all about the fact that Jesus tasted death for everybody. He, by the grace of God, took the bullet for you. And through him, you can live forever. And without him, you're not going to. And so one of the things is like, Sergio, I hope you call us back. There's a lot of questions, a lot of things to answer. And many of those things are not even that complex. But the real search comes to whether or not a person will yield to God. When God came in the garden with Adam and Eve, after they had sinned, they hid, creating a distance or a barrier. Their sin separated them from God. The Lord is offering a way back. He's not going to tell you to be perfect because you're not going to be perfect, but he is calling upon you. He's calling upon you to respond to him. Now, maybe you're a person who's a Christian and you've kind of walked away from the faith. You know what? Come back. Come home. Be the prodigal. Your dad will be just standing there looking for you all the way through. That's how much he loves you. Okay? All right. All right, we're going to take our break, come back. we got stuff to take care of. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? Hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? 
Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God for you and I. God provided his own burnt offering, his own lamb of sacrifice, because our presentations are not that hot. And this is where you get the understanding that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How many? All. And the wages of sin is death. That's the result. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God showed his love for us while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. That's the love. He was the sacrificial lamb. And if you have never made that decision, I invite you right now to make that decision to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And this is where you get John 3.16, which people will say is the gospel in a scripture, which is not far off. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That gift is available for you. And if you have never exercised that acceptance of that gift, I encourage you to do so by saying this prayer. And don't go anywhere because i got another one for all of us. Heavenly Father, I surrender my life. Lord Jesus Christ, I give you my heart. Pour out your Holy Spirit, for I believe you rose from the dead, and I confess with my mouth you died for my sins, according to the Scriptures. You were buried, and three days later you rose again. You ascended to the Father and are coming back soon, and I thank you for this new life you've given me. I praise you and pray this in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. 